Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. It's lovely um, to be with you and lovely to have my sister in the front row, Jan, and her friends come in from Rangiora, but wonderful to be with you, Equipus Christchurch. It's been quite a long time since I've been here and in this building, so it's wonderful to see the family out, so um, what a great church, and God is doing great things. Yeah, Encounter was fun, we had a good time, it was relaxed, but yet God was really dealing with things in our lives, because God always wants to move us forward. So anyway, the, the theme for um, Equipus churches, many of the Equipus churches, is timing, and we've all been talking about timing, and Timing's a big subject, isn't it? It applies to everyday life. We need to time things if we need to get to, t- um, to places on time, keep appointments on time, maybe coming to church today. You had to set your alarm to get here on time. But you know, the scripture tells us, <coughs> excuse me, that in the fullness of time, when things got pretty bad here on earth, God sent his son Jesus to die on our behalf to redeem us from sin and death. Aren't you glad about that? That Jesus came from a timeless eternity and he cut into history. He cut into where we are bound by time and he died on the cross that you and I might know freedom from the weight of sin and the weight of guilt on our lives. My testimony is that I've known Jesus since I was little. There was never a doubt in my life about the existence of God. I just knew there was a big God out there and he loved me. And I looked to him for what I've needed in life. And I love it that God continues to cut in. And there's a good scripture in the Old Testament, which I I like because I'm, you know, I like, a picture analogy, and it says in Psalm 78, verse 65, God got stirred up when the oppression of Israel got too heavy, and he just cut in, and this is the picture, then the Lord awoke as from sleep like a mighty man who shouts because of wine, he's roaring, and he beats back his enemy, he put them to a perpetual reproach. Don't you love that, that God wants to fight our battles? When he sees the oppressions too much, when he sees the difficulties are too heavy, he intervenes and he pushes back the enemy. He says enough. And I like Paul who exhorts the Corinthians to not waste God's intervention. So everyone here, don't waste what God's already cut in and done within your lives. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1 to 3, Companions, as we are in this work with you, we beg you, that sounds pretty earnest, please don't squander one bit of this marvelous life God has given us. God reminds us, I heard your call in the nick of time. The day you needed me, this is the message version, I was there to help. Well, now is the right time to listen today. Now is the right time and the day to be helped Don't put it off. Don't frustrate God's work by showing up late. Don't hold back. Don't throw question marks over everything. 
and everything we're doing, our work as God's servants gets validated or not in the details. So timing. There's no time like today. And we release the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God in this place to minister powerfully to each one of us, that we will be helped. It's the day to listen. It's the day to be helped. So timing is important. Don't show up late. Tune in. Don't miss out on God's very best. So I thought I would illustrate and use an analogy because I like analogies. And I thought I would talk about, when we think of timing, dancing. And that's a very current topic at the moment because we have dancing with the stars and different things. And I like to dance. But timing is important in dance. And the contestants will be judged not so much how they execute their steps, but on their timing. Because if it's offbeat, it sort of jars, it just doesn't flow the same. How well did the dancer's steps fit with the beat? Get the picture? Okay, so there's different dancers have different rhythms. Remember at high school, we learned the foxtrot. And it was slow, slow, quick, quick, slow. Okay, that was the rhythm of the foxtrot. Boys would come and ask us to dance, but they're not like God who graciously today is like, would you be my dance partner? They just used to come up and go, <laughs> and you'd, you'd get up. The waltz is three, four, one, two, three, one, two, three, a different. The paso doble is a different beat altogether, one, two, one, two. But you've got to hear the rhythm to be able to match your steps to it. And in Strictly Ballroom, if you've seen that movie, I like that movie, the young man wants to do the paso doble and he's got the technique, but he hasn't got the rhythm. And the grandma, the Italian grandma, beats on his chest. She's beating the rhythm into him. You've got to feel it. And we need to feel the heartbeat of God. And that's what I'm talking about today. Don't miss the heartbeat of God. Don't miss the heartbeat of Christianity. Don't be a rigid Christian who knows the techniques, but it's got no heart, no rhythm, you know, no, no timing in what you do. And if dancing isn't your thing, here's another illustration about machinery. Maybe this will do it for you. <laughs> it's an account of Henry Ford. Now, we've all heard of Ford cars, big enterprise. And then Charles Steinmetz. Charles Steinmetz was a genius. He built the great generators for Henry Ford in his first plant in Michigan. After a long period of time, the machinery broke down and none of the mechanics or the helpers could get them going. They were stuck and they were losing business and losing money. Then they called the genius Steinmetz, the man who had installed them in the first place. The genius, he putted around for a few hours. Then he flicked the switch that put the great Ford plant back into operation. Charles Steinmetz sent Henry Ford a bill for $10,000, which Henry Ford went, that's too much. I'm not going to pay that. So he itemized it for Henry Ford. He said, for tinkering around, $10. For knowing where to tinker, $9,990. And Henry Ford paid it. He paid for the expertise of Charles Steinmetz. The Holy Spirit is our genius. He knows exactly where to tinker in the places of our heart. 
Maybe where we've got stuck. Maybe where we've got shut down. Maybe where we've got disappointed. Maybe where we've got disillusioned. The Holy Spirit today wants to tinker. Come on, this is invaluable. The work of the Holy Spirit in our life is priceless. I love the work of the Holy Spirit. He adjusts me so I can function and flow better, that I can keep in step with his heartbeat. We need to trust his working in our life, his touch in our heart. Psalm 31, 15 says, My times I give over to you, God, are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. So I've got three points, and I hope they're going to speak into what I'm um, attempting to say today, and the Holy Spirit will make them real to you. The first one is make time. If our heart's desire is truly for God, then we will make time for him. And that's maybe something where we might need to make adjustment. How much time do we give in the presence of the Lord? And I've had a song on my heart. Now, you're too young and you wouldn't know it probably. Um, And maybe a diagram will go up about the tabernacle. In the Old Testament, the people would come through the gate. The priests would sacrifice for the remission of their sins of bulls and goats. There was a laver to wash themselves. But only the priests could go into the holy place and then periodically into the holy of holies. Now we can go right into the holy of holies by the blood of the lamb. Here's the words. Take me past the outer court into the holy place, past the brazen altar. Lord, I want to see your face. Pass me by the crowd of people and the priests who sing your praise. I hunger, is that you? And thirst for your righteousness, but it's only found in one place. Take me in to the holy of holies. Take me in by the blood of the lamb. Take me into the holy of holies. Take the coal. Touch my lips. Here I am. And I pray that that's your prayer, that you can go past. You know what people in the Old Testament had to do? We can go right in. We can access. We can meet Jesus. We, and he will meet us here when we hunger and we thirst. But are we making time? And we can look at Joshua in the Bible who made time in Exodus 33 verse 11. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Duty called Moses to go back into the camp, but Joshua lingered and stayed in the presence of the Lord. Do you linger in the presence of the Lord? When you linger, it's like, I don't want to move. I love this place. And, you know, we might have it with friendships. We might have it, you know, with good company or over good meals. We want to linger. But do we want to linger in the presence of the Lord? Do we want to receive what he can feed our spirit? Do we have, I'd rather be here than maybe, you know, a doorkeeper. Or I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Maybe it's time to go past the bustle of life. Time, you know, time is short, time is poor. We live in a world where, you know, people are poor, you know, time poor. But we need to linger in the presence of the Lord and slow it down. Where we can observe and listen to God. Where we can hear his heartbeat. Because when we get in step with him, the rest is going to flow. So what can we learn uh, from this? 
from Joshua and from the analogy of dancing or machinery. When we think of dancing, the first bar of the beat is important. That's when we normally start off. Now, there might be exceptions to this, but when you hear the first beat, you step out, and then the rest of the steps follow after. And it sets a precedent for our following steps. If we get the first beat right, the rest of the steps follow more easily. How many people want to miss the first beat? You know, Jesus, number one in our life. He's the first beat of our life. And then we think, oh, no, morally, I want to miss it. You know, I want to skip over here ethically, maybe through disobedience. You know, no, God, I don't really want to follow through on that. And we make a mess of it because it just doesn't work because it's not in flow with the beat. So the first beat of the bar is incredibly important. Matthew 6, 33, but seek first. And I believe we're lining our hearts, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This is the word of God. This is not me. And all these things shall be added to you. How often do we get busy with all those things? And we neglect seeking the kingdom of God. We need to subscribe to the word of God. We need to subscribe to the heartbeat of God. How much stuff comes into your mailbox sometimes? Like, I didn't subscribe to that. Somehow you've got on somebody's mailing list and you've got all this information. Join this club, you know, take this health product. And, you know, maybe a lot of them are helpful. I joined the gym once, but the gym didn't profit me. <laughs> Why didn't the gym profit me? because I never showed up. <laughs> I couldn't bother getting changed to go to the gym. So it didn't serve me at all. But do you know the enemy is wanting you to subscribe to his club, to his lies, to say you can't do it, you're too clumsy. Come on, join my club of loneliness, of stubbornness. Join my club of pride or hatred. And too many people are taking membership in clubs that the enemy wants to hold them bondage into. We all might feel lonely at times, but we don't need to take long-term membership. We say, Jesus, you're my helper. You will minister to me. I want to get the beat of my heart right. I want the first beat. So then the other steps will follow. So on those mailing lists, there's a little word, unsubscribe. And by faith, some of you might need to unsubscribe to some of the lies that are coming in to the inbox of your heart and unclick that button and say, I'm not part of that. Satan, that's a lie from you and I unsubscribe in the name of Jesus. I'm a woman of faith. You know, I'm a man of faith and I trust in the word of God. I trust his timing in my life. So don't subscribe to the lies of the enemy. Unsubscribe today and go, well, maybe I need to click a few uh, buttons. We need to unsubscribe. Sometimes it's hard because the chatter is persistent. Have you found sometimes you've unsubscribed and then it's back again? How did that come back again and unsubscribe? Subscribe to truth. Joshua understood this first and foremost. He said in Joshua 24, 15, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorite in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, is this your first? We will serve the Lord. And today some timing's going to come into sync 
hearts are going to be aligned to the Spirit of God and say, yeah, I'm a bit out of step. I've missed a few steps. I've fallen over. But today, I get right back up and I get on the dance floor of my life that is ordained by God. I'll follow his leading. Matthew 4, verse 19 to 21 says, Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. God can't make us what he wants us to be unless we first follow. And that's my testimony, Bruce, and my testimony. In simplistic faith, we've put our foot on the first beat. Then God has given us the rest that follow. And as we have done, there's been convergences, not by chance. Nothing's by chance in God. God's timing is amazing. When we went to plant um, the church in London, our vision was it was a beachhead. Like a sharp arrow, we were breaking ground and planting a church in London. And the scripture we had is planting, um, Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a well, and his branches run over the wall that there would be an establishment of a church in London that would bear such fruit that it would go over into Europe. God did it in his timing. We have several equipage churches in London. We now have them in Germany, in Switzerland, in Italy, in Hungary, in Slovakia, and God is continuing to move. He converges he brings steps behind our obedience. And that's my story, and I know you've got your story. But today, are we being led by the fear of the Lord or being led by the fear of the circumstances, the fear of man? Many are stuck in the outer court. When people went into the outer court, they were open to the sunlight. They were open to the opinions of man, probably lots of gossip going on, and they're stuck there. Come on, go past the outer court. You know, go past the brazen altar. You are forgiven if you repent. The Bible said he's faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Aren't you glad about that? Come on, there's convergences that God has planned, but we need to put our step, our foot in the right and his footstep behind us. Make time to listen and learn and acquaint yourself with the heartbeat of God. Come on, what's beating inside your heart? Jesus, first and foremost. Are we accessing the holy of holies? Are we hearing things we'd never hear, have heard, if we hadn't gone into that place? Today's the day to be helped. Today's the day to listen. Today's the day. Now is the time. Number two is moments in time. God is always moving, but there are special moments. There are moments when God speaks specifically. That's a hard word to say. Specifically, okay? Where God throws down a challenge, and you know that it's God, and you need to pick it up. Why did Joshua like lingering? And these scriptures can just come up behind. I won't necessarily read them all. Joshua loved to linger because he'd seen the power of God. He had witnessed miraculous interventions. He had seen God deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt through the Red Sea. And it says in Psalm 136, verse 12, with a strong hand, we want the strong hand of God on our side, and with an outstretched arm for his mercy endures forever. And that should make us want to linger, to worship. God, I want to see you do it again. 
And Joshua let these events impact him significantly. Others just followed. They went through the Red Sea. They didn't put much credence on the miracle. There was a going, but there wasn't a growing. There wasn't an understanding of how great God was. Look what he's just done. And many complained and moaned and fell over in the wilderness. But Joshua took it in. He witnessed God turning bitter water into sweet, daily provision and taking care of the opposition. Joshua's lingering helped him prioritize God and to follow his lead. He witnessed commissioning moments. Maybe God's going to commission some people today. God's always throwing down a challenge, and we need to pick it up. And in Exodus 17, 9, we see that Moses chose Joshua. Joshua, there's a battle with the Amalekites. I'll go on the hill and pray. You choose some men, and let's fight it down there. Because Joshua had resilience. He had built something into his spirit. Then he was called to step up even further, and he sort of shook, but a wee bit about this. In Joshua 1, 2 and 3, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I've given you. Okay, Joshua, Moses is dead. It's your time to step up. Where's your place at God saying, I'm issuing a challenge? If we're not in the Holy of Holies, if we're not, you know, um, integrating all the great things he's done, we could miss the moment where God says, step up. Come on, it's a great thing. It's an exciting thing to dance with the Lord, to get his heartbeat and his rhythm into your heart. Everything else makes sense. So there's moments in time, and today's a moment to connect with God's greater plan. He's always throwing down a challenge to believe, to reach out, to find healing. Come on, take it. Experience deliverance. Don't miss the opportunity. And I just used another analogy. Good timing is like hitting the springboard at the right time to go over the vault. You know, did you do that in school? You go around, jump on the springboard and then vault over the wooden box or the wooden horse. And I've seen some people miss it. You know, whoa wasn't funny, really. They missed the springboard, and they hit their chest against the, the, the wooden horse, and they were winded. And I think that's a good analogy for some Christians. Maybe you've heard, you've got your timing wrong, you're out of step, you've missed the springboard, and you've hit, and you've become winded. Many Christians are winded, but today, we can get up again and we can get in step just like that. It's time just like that to align our steps. Peter got it wrong. Peter was winded. He went back fishing. He was discouraged. But Jesus came and he said, Peter, rise. And I believe that's a, a, a word for some. Come on, rise. Come on, you have sunk under it. All you can think of is the pain that, you know, maybe a delay cost you. Maybe a relationship and you're winded. But God says, I've got the springboard ready. With me, you will soar. You will overcome. You will get over some of those high obstacles. So opportunities or challenges are opportunities. Why do we miss them? 
Sometimes we miss them because they're dressed in overalls and they look like hard work. Okay, and we're like, oh, no, I don't want that. Thank you very much. But there's blessing on the other side of picking up those opportunities. And the scripture can go up behind me, Exodus 16, 14, verse 17. God rained down manna for the children of Israel. Here they were in a very barren place. And God says, here's some food. And you think, well, what is it? The children of Israel, well, what is it? It was white, it was fluffy, you know, it didn't look like, oh, that's not very sustaining, that's not like a Big Mac. You know, this is not what will sustain me. But that was miraculous because in that manna was something supernatural that would have gotten them through the wilderness and into the promised land. But because it didn't meet with faith, it didn't do them any good and they didn't inherit what God had designed for them. There's a saying, God gives, we gather. God's giving all the time. He's giving, but we need to pick it up and go, wow, there's something supernatural in what God has just thrown down. Opportunities to gather, to pick up. Don't waste it. Don't show up late. Don't be slovenly. Pick it up. There's opportunities to glean. Ruth and Naomi. They had made a mistake, gone to a heathen land, and now it's time to come back. They're hungry. They're destitute. But their challenge was to go out and glean, to look at others in the field. In Ruth 2, verse 8 and 9, Boaz encourages them. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap. The other young woman for Ruth, she was going to do what it took to bring food into the house for her and Naomi. It says, let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. When a challenge is thrown down, you're like, that's too big for me. I'm weak. I'm lacking. I don't have enough. Keep your eye on a field where others are reaping and go after them. And what happened as Ruth did? God said to, um, or Boaz said to the workers, let some grain purposely fall that they can pick it up. God allows things, when we follow, when we choose to glean, he will let things drop from their lives that will sustain and nurture us. This attitude, opportunities, dressed in overalls, looking like hard work, it's an opportunity to gather and it's an opportunity to glean and Jesus will always drop more and allow things to fall off people's lives. That's a position of favour. And the last one is make time your friend. Come on, make time work for you. I used to have a little love-hate relationship with friend. It's like, uh, with time, it's like, I want to get this done and then something interrupts and you're like, no. But I've learned to make time my friend because sometimes even in the interruptions of life, there's some treasure. And sometimes I'm thinking, I wouldn't have missed that for the world. But if I was like so time-focused, I would have missed it. I'm making time my friend. I'm not going to keep competing. How many people sometimes feel like you're competing with time? And you get your timing wrong, but there's something. If God delays, his delays are not his denials. In fact, we go bigger, and um, as the musicians are coming back, here's some points. God, in those waiting times... When we feel, man, there's an interruption. He's strengthening our core. 
don't look at my core in the natural, that needs strengthening. <laughs> we need a strong core to be able to hold ourselves and to persevere. But we need spiritual strength in our core. How strong is your core? How strong is my core? And it's tested often in the waiting. And we've got to learn how to wait well. In fact, Romans likens it to pregnancy, verse 22 to 25. All around us, we observe a pregnant creation, the difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs. But it's not only around us, it's within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We're also feeling the birth pangs. These sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. That is why waiting, listen to this, does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. How many of you have given up when God says, I've got to my time? We are waiting for God, but often God's waiting for us to get our heart right, to be in that place of readiness. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us, but the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectation. Come on, make time your friend. It will strengthen your core. You will grow in your faith. You will experience grace. When you say, God, I cannot do this, God will pour out his grace. In the same passage, it says, meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's spirit is right alongside helping us along. I know that I would rather work and walk in the grace of God than any strength that I could muster up because that would be small. But in the grace of God, there's room to grow, to experience Him. Paul says, my grace, that God's grace was sufficient for him. He said, because when I'm weak, then I'm strong. God wants to miraculously step in for each and every one of us. He stepped in for Joshua. In fact, he stretched time. When Joshua had a battle to win, God made time longer. He stretched the day so Joshua could overcome. God can add time back to each and every one of us. Don't lament over lost time. Acknowledge it. But say, God, I can get into step just like that. I can readjust. I can get in the flow. I can pick up. The challenges are still there and I'll choose to gather and to glean. What else does it do? It sharpens our focus. When we wait well, when we make time our friend, when we trust God with the timing for things for our life, He sharpens our focus. And I want to encourage you today, just seek God's approval. Seek the smile of His face. When you dance, it's important that you look up. Imagine if you look down all the time when you danced. You're more likely to hit the floor. <laughs> Maybe. But when I, when I learned dancing, we were taught to look above the crowd. Look just slightly above the crowd. But how many people are looking to the crowd for approval? You know, there's so much um, approval people are seeking from others. And people have it wrong. Sometimes they equate admiration with love. When the admiration's not there, they don't feel love 
anymore. And we see on social media, people are wanting admiration. Now it's nice to admire people, it's nice to encourage people. But when that's number one priority, people are gonna be let down, they're gonna hit that vault. They're gonna be winded because admiration doesn't equal love. But when we look into the heart of the Father and see His heartbeat for each one of us, we know that we're loved. We know that we're admired by Him. So let's cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Let's coordinate our steps today. I'm not sure what you need to do. Uh, God continually guides me and I've got to get in step with Him. But I'm listening for the first beat of the bar. So I just want you to close your eyes. Timing is incredibly important. If we want to arrive at the destination that Jesus has chosen for us, we need to match our steps with Him. Make time. Come on, go a little deeper. Come on, go past the outer courts, the brazen altar, the labour, the crowds of people. Go into the Holy of Holies. You have access. You can hear. Right now, I break any thought where somebody thinks they cannot hear. Father, where they felt like they haven't heard God in a long time. I break that right now, Father, where they feel I'm unrhythmical, I can't move, I can't quite connect or coordinate. I break that in the spirit of the Lord. And Father, we pray today that ears will pop and Lord God, hearing will be restored. Father, there'll be a subscribing to truth and an unsubscribing to the lies of the enemy. Father, let there be a recognition of moments in time you're throwing down a challenge. But Father, when you throw down, there's always something amazing for us to pick up. And we, Lord God, don't resist. We pick up today in the name of Jesus and experience your grace in the doing. Father, we make time our friend today. I'm going to employ time to grow, to grow in faith, to strengthen my core, Grow in the grace and the knowledge of God and the focus, my focus, becoming sharper. It's time to rise and it's time to take our place. Take me past the outer courts into the holy of holies. Past the brazen altar. Lord, I want to see your face. Pass me by the crowd of people and the priests who sing your praise. I hunger and thirst for your righteousness but it's only found in one place. Today, take me into the Holy of Holies. Come on, take me in. We've got access by the blood of the Lamb. We're the most blessed people. Take me into the Holy of Holies. Take the coal. Touch my lips. Here I am. Father, we thank you today that, Lord, you're stretching out your hand. Father, and you're welcoming us into the greatest dance of our life, Lord God, that we might, Lord God, Father, learn from you. We might know your yoke is easy and your burden is light. That we might see the fulfillment of promises because we step in time with you. God, I thank you that you're going to flick some switches today. Father, where there's been malfunction in hearts and thinking, you're going to flick it today, Lord God. Father, you're going to let um, that machinery of the heart work and function as it should. So right now, we just ask for the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Father, each one of us would say, this is the time I respond. If you're here 
and you've never given your heart to Jesus or maybe you have and through some, you know, uh, occasion or opposition or whatever you faced, you've opted out. Jesus is calling you back. Jesus said he's got his hand outstretched. And if you don't know Jesus, he died for every one of us. He took our place on the cross that we would know freedom from sin and guilt. And we just need to respond and say, Lord, I open up my heart. I welcome you in. Come and be the Lord and Saviour of my life. Maybe you haven't heard the first beat of the bar. The first beat of the bar is to say, Jesus, I need you as my Lord and Saviour. So I'm just going to ask if, if that's you, you're here, you'd like to respond. How about just lifting your hand? I'll see it and then I'll ask you to put it down. And we're going to pray together because that's one of the greatest decisions you can ever make. If you know you're out of step and you've been out of step a long way, this is your day. This is the time. This is the time to be helped. This is the right time. So looking around, just signal it if you want to. Put your hand up. Looking around. Not sure whether anyone's got their hand up. Can't really see. We're just going to pray. And if you need to match your prayer with my prayer, you do it, but please tell someone afterwards. Dear Lord Jesus, if you can repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, today is the right time. And I open my heart and I invite you in to be my Lord and Saviour. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross so that I might know freedom, that I might know forgiveness. Forgive me, Jesus, for all that I've done wrong. I receive your blessing, your forgiveness, and I receive gladly the life of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit's landing. How about standing to your feet? And I'm just going to pray for you. At the end of the service, there'll be a prayer time down the front if you would like to be prayed for. How about coming down if something's spoken to you and like, man, I need to make a move. No shame in that. We all need to make a move sometimes and get our footwork right, okay? Get our head right. Get our core right. So how about we respond? Right now, close your eyes and we're just going to pray. Where do you need to come closer? Where do you need to get back up on the dance floor and say, yeah, I've hidden myself away. You know, I've run away. But now I want to come back into unity. I want to come back into the vision that you have for me. You know, where do you need to grow in grace and say, God, I've been doing it all on my own. I've been setting my own schedule. And right now I choose to cooperate with you, to coordinate, to flow and to see the blessings of God. How about lifting your hands? You know, God can change things in a heartbeat. Whatever switch you need flicked on, <laughs> whatever energy you need, the Holy Spirit. You know, He's our genius. So Father, right now, how about reaching out with faith? Not placidly, but God, I'm hungry. 
Father, I pray right now for every person in this room. And today is a significant day. Today is a day where you're helping people, you're inspiring people, you're motivating people, you're filling people. Father, thank you that there's so much more of your grace, of your miraculous power. Forgive us, Jesus, where we've limited you. Forgive us when we've reduced you, Lord, to our own mind, to our own thoughts and to what we can control. We bust out, Lord God, just as you bust in on behalf of Israel. Father, we bust out of all limitations and we choose to lift you up, to honour you, to say you've got the right timing and we want to be in sync with you. Christchurch, equippers, I believe there are miracles in store for you that God is going to roll out some miracles as you choose to lift up as you come into that place of intercession and prayer that God is going to release miraculous interventions. He's going to intervene. He's going to cut through and he's going to come through in a strong way to beat back the opposition, what the enemy has sowed in people's lives. Today's a new day. Today's a day of grace. Today's a day of power. Today is a day of anointing. Come on, receive new dreams. Catch the heartbeat. Come on, let Jesus impact you. Don't take for granted what he's done. Let your testimonies talk to you. In Psalm 119, it says, Your testimonies are my delight and my counsellors. Let your testimonies talk to you. He's been faithful in the past. He'll be faithful now. Just receive and ask Pastor Penny to come back up. Come on, there's a moment in the Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for filling us. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you that we can let go and we can see you move in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.